the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Compulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth of Recovery Radio Houston coming to you from our new time slot at 4 p.m. And we are excited, aren't we, Tony? Yes. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B., and our special guest, Pastor Charles Anderson. How are both of you doing this fine day? Wonderful, John. Wonderful. Hot. (laughs) It is hot, and it is hotter outside. So I hope wherever you're at, you're in a comfortable environment to listen to us. And, you know, this show, Tony, is about hope. The hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost, to the brokenhearted, specifically to those that are under the bondage of addiction. You know, if you're out there, I don't care where you are, if you're under a bridge or or you're listening to us from a jail cell or no matter where you find yourself tonight or, or if you've got a loved one that's in the same situation, God wants you to know that he's forgiven you, he loves you, and he has a mighty purpose in your life. You just got to take his hand that he's got reaching out to you and he'll show you what that purpose is. So this week we have a special show today. Our second show at the 4 o'clock time slot. We are so excited to have Pastor Anderson here of Crosswalk. Uh, just they, are, they do a remarkable work in the kingdom, Crosswalk Center. Uh, they're a program about uh, helping people that, that have been in prison reenter into society. And we're going to get all through that with, with Pastor Anderson. We're just so excited. Tony, we've had a run of remarkable uh, guests here. We've had... Uh, Tommy Thompson, who's going to be on with us next week from the Open Door Mission that's taking homeless people and transforming their lives. Michael Vecchio with Project Hope, who has uh, rehab centers for both men and women here in the Houston area. Uh, again, transforming lives. That's what Jesus Christ wants to do to you or to your loved one that's struggling, is transform your life. And don't forget, I'm really getting excited about the in two weeks, we're going to have those people are starting Restoration Ranch. 
uh, out an, there in Splendora. That's uh, going to be really, really amazing. Another rehab center for, for women for only. women because yeah. we don't have enough of those in, in the Houston area. But, you know, if you want help or you've got a loved one who wants help, it's out there. There are people working in the kingdom. Last week we had Sasha McLean, who's who uh, is the executive director of, of a high school, Archway Academy, that, that takes in students who have had issues with substance abuse, and, and they're doing remarkable work also. So we're just really excited. And we can take your calls today. You can join the program at 1-800-808-5548. You know, you can call us to talk to Pan- Pastor Anderson to ask him questions about uh, Crosswalk. You can call us if if you have a loved one. Uh, who's incarcerated and you want to know how they can get plugged into the program, uh, you can call us if, if, you, need, if you need prayer. Uh, you can stay anonymous if you choose to. You don't have to give us your real name. Uh, nobody's going to know who you are on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can call us if you, if you just want to share your victories or maybe even your struggles, and you just need somebody to pray for you or, or you need some hope and encouragement. That's what we're here to do. Uh, maybe you have questions about Jesus. Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with him. Because, you know, no matter what the three of us sit here and do, we can't do anything. But we know somebody who can, and that we can point you in that direction. That's yes, Jesus sir. Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen, Amen. brother. Amen. So uh, call us. Call us. Or join us on Facebook Live. You can also catch us on our podcast. How do they find the podcast, Tony? Podcasts are very easy to find. You can either do a search in your, uh, in your search engine for Recovery Radio Houston Podcast, or you can go on the KKHT website at kkht.com. Hit programs, then podcasts, and scroll down and look for our uh, our broadcast there. You can subscribe to it and have them wherever you go. So you could call us at one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. We'd love to have you join the program. Uh, we'd love to to visit with you today. So if you or someone you care about is suffering under the bondage of addiction, please join us on a journey of spiritual awakening because that's what we're here about. Is a journey of what's spiritual that phone awakening. number again, Pastor? One eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> so let let let's start this program in prayer. Father God, we come to you today with, uh, with with hope on our hearts, with humility on our hearts, and we just want to thank you for all the blessings you've done in our lives. We want to thank you for taking us out of the darkness and leading us into the light, Father. You are so wonderful. You are so magnificent. And you know, Father, we're here today because we want to shout from, shout from the mountaintops that you can do for anybody out there what you've done for us. Mm-hmm. So open up their hearts, open up their ears, have them give give them ears to hear, Father God. And uh, we also pray a special prayer for our nation tonight, uh, a hedge of protection, Father, for people from this illness. And we want to pray for you are the great healer, the great physician. We want to yes, we want to pray for for your healing and and also for peace and comfort for all the relatives of people that are struggling with illness, whether it's COVID nineteen or, or heart problems or kidney problems. Father, we just need to put our trust in you, and and we just thank you for the hope that you've given us as believers. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, let's uh, let's have Pastor get a little closer to the microphone. There we go. There we go. Um, let let's uh, let's get into our our interview. Pastor Anderson, how are you today, sir? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. Ecstatic. I really appreciate the uh, invitation and just excited about the opportunity. 
Well, what I want to do, so we know kind of where we're going, so the folks out there know what we're doing, I want you to give us just a little bit of blurb about what Crosswalk Center is, and then I'm going to get into your background a little bit and how how it is that you came to be doing the kingdom work you're doing, and then we'll get into the real specifics about the work that you all do and and the programs that you have. So just give us a a 30-second synopsis of what Crosswalk Center is. So Crosswalk is Houston Seamless reentry uh, mechanism. We process uh, men and women from incarceration uh, all the way through to stabilization in society. Uh, and it's seamless. We start uh, while they're in, inside building a relationship with them because we realize that it's the relationship that's going to uh, allow them to trust us when they're struggling on the on the outside. And so we process them through all the way through to about three years after uh, they get out and making sure that they're stable. Well, that's a wonderful description because I, I went on your website today. And, and how do people get to that website if they want to look while we're, while we're talking? And they can go to www.crosswalkcenter.org. www.crosswalkcenter.org. I can say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, let, let, let's talk about you and, and, and how you got there. Uh, where'd you grow up? I am uh, a military brat, and so I grew up uh, all over the world. I went to high school in Amsterdam. My wow. father was in the Air Force, and so uh, I grew up in, in all over the world being stationed where my father was. And after I graduated from high school, I joined the Army myself and went and served my country for about uh, nine and a half years. Uh, um, and then I accepted my calling, uh, well, got saved first and then accepted my calling into the ministry and then began to pastor a successions of churches thereafter uh, and then found myself divorced. Uh, in finding myself divorced, uh, I moved back here to Texas from Illinois where I was living at the time, and uh, when I moved back here, I started working for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Wow, that's 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 quite a journey. You know what? Let's stop and pray for a second because you mentioned the that you were in the army, and we've got folks that serve us in the army and in our police out there, and uh, we don't always honor them as we should. Father God, we just lift up everybody that's uh, that's sacrificing out there in the army and sacrificing in our police forces uh, that is that is out there trying to protect us, Father God, and. You know that, that there's been some some problems in our country with injustice, and Father, you can solve all that. And we just ask that people turn their lives over to you, and we won't have those problems anymore. But in the meantime, would you would you uh, bless those people that are serving and protect them out there and and keep them safe in Jesus' name? Jesus, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, with, so I understand you were called to preach at uh, uh, to to serve the Lord at, at 23? 23, Yes, sir. That is awesome. Uh, it, it didn't come to me till a little bit later in life. <laughs> <laughs> but I joined as soon as I uh, yeah. as the Lord gave me the. There's no the age restriction in signing up for the Lord's army. <laughs> no, there Most isn't. Definitely. Or weight limit. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. Thank God for that. <laughs> so, all right. So then, uh, you, you pastored some churches, and, and you ended up with uh, got out of the army and ended up with the Texas Department of Corrections. I did. Ended up with the Texas Department of of Criminal Justice. Uh, uh, over some years, I ended up working in the laundry department for them. Um, and it's a unique thing that happens in the laundry department is you have a lot of time to sit down with offenders just one-on-one talking. Mm. And so it gave me a lot of time to minister to those coming through. 
but something I noticed uh, with them is I kept seeing men go home and come back. Wow. Go home and come back. Yeah. And so asking them, hey, we, we talked for years. We You had a plan, a strategy. Uh, w- why are you back here? And they just say, you know, Pastor, uh, there's just no support out there for us. The places that I need to, to live, they won't lease to me. Uh, uh, the places that will or the places I don't need to, to live, they're full of the, the same things that sent me to the penitentiary. Uh, and d- then trying to find a, a job is unbelievable. Uh, and, and so after a while of doing that, I started my uh, first halfway house while I was still working for Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I started a 20-man facility in Channelview. Mm. Uh, uh, and I tell you, uh, those first couple of years— gave me a doctorate degree in dealing with uh, men coming out. I thought I knew how to minister to men. It was something brand new, uh, ministering to men once they got out of the penitentiary because it's just so much I didn't realize. And, And the biggest thing I didn't realize is whatever age they went in the penitentiary, that's the age they were when they got out maturity wise. So if they went in at 15, they they were 40 and 50 years old, acting like 15 years old. Uh, if they went in at 20, they act like 20-year-olds. And it doesn't matter how old they are. The, the, the age that they are when they went in, that's how they act when they get out. And, man, I wasn't prepared for men 50 and 60-year-olds to still act like my teenage you know, kids. It's funny you say that because it goes the same way with recovery. Mm. Is that men who get sober at 40 that started drinking at 16 – they're about 16 emotionally also. Mm, wow, you, wow, so, wow. You know, Put you, those two together. You know, Tony, <laughs> you read my mind, brother, because yeah. I thought the exact same thing. When ad- In addiction, we have the same emotional maturity because we lose those years. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are the lost years. But you said so much there that, 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 that just grabbed my attention. Uh, uh, first place, you know, one of the reasons we had you on, and let's kind of broach this topic for a second, mm-hmm. is that there is so much interplay between alcohol and drug use and incarceration. Most definitely. And and that interplay is not only uh, in incarceration, but it's also in reentry and stabilization. The largest uh, uh, thing that I lose men to uh, in reintegration is drug and alcohol use. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and, and it's because even if they went 15, 16 years without using it inside the penitentiary, as soon as they get out, those those desires, those are, are calling on them again. And I lose most of them to that. If I can get them past that, uh, they can reenter great. But it's I lose so many men to that uh, that process again. And thank God that it is a process. And and knowing and expecting that they're going to have some stumbles in the midst of it uh, helps us navigate those waters. But it is definitely a process, and getting them plugged in to a good faith-based Bible-believing church uh, helps uh, 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 great. And, and one of the great things that we do at Crosswalk is that we have what's called house chaplains, and so churches adopt our houses and and they provide a house chaplain that comes to the house and teach Bible study, but is responsible for integrating our men and women from our houses into the life of that church. 
Mm. Um, uh, and so making sure they get invited to men's meetings and women's meetings, making sure they get invited to those type of things. If they're, if they're doing a retreat, making sure they're a part of that. Make them feel part of. Make, make them feel yeah. a part of. Because they're not going to do that themselves because there's so much fear. Well, they don't know how. They've never done something e- like that. Exactly, ever. exactly, exactly. And so, so we have to be intentional on making them feel a part. You know, that is so powerful. Um, I've got, by the way, I've got a pastor that's involved in my church that, that would love to lead Bible studies at one of your houses. We can talk about that later. But before, most definitely. before I forget, he's, he's, he's shown a heart for prison ministry. He's one of the most, in fact, he's got two uh, degrees, in, uh, uh, master's degrees and a Ph.D. In, in theology. I mean, he's a wonderfully uh, equipped man to help people. But in any event. Can I, can I say something really sure, quick? Sure. I think there's, um, there's a double-sided sword when it comes to what we're talking about here um that when people get out of incarceration mm-hmm. uh it's very important what we were talking about as far as making them feel part of a, mm-hmm. of a ministry and whatnot and i think a lot of times like you said you lose them to what mm-hmm. happens and what they're not prepared for mm-hmm. i think one thing that they're not prepared for also that we could be better prepared for as secular and 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 church ministry mm-hmm. is that the person receiving the person on the other end they have to be able to be understanding of what that person's walking into Mm-hmm. And be real time with them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because a lot of times in the secular world, we'll be intimidated by the spiritual. And a lot of time in the spiritual side, we'll be intimidated by the secular mm-hmm. side. And both sides have a tendency to look down the nose at each other. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Where if there was more, and like the purpose of this radio show is to introduce those things to be a little bit more understanding on either side of it, to see that on both sides of the coin, we're the same. Mm-hmm. That when we want to take these people in, we want to grab them on either side of the coin and be able to love them similarly, because our ministries really are similar. Yeah, in other words, our our show a bridge. Our show embraces all forms of recovery. Mm-hmm. We we embrace the twelve steps, which we mm-hmm. believe are biblically based to begin with. Mm-hmm. We embrace smart recovery. We embrace a holistic program like you're providing, mm-hmm. which talks about training and jobs mm-hmm. and housing and mm-hmm. and every aspect of these men's lives. And then we see ourselves because we have a we have a addiction ministry at our church also as a bridge from the secular community into the faith base because that's when the supernatural supercharged recovery begins is when you take. Yeah. Jesus and no, also, no, we can't do one without the other. We can't function in this world, right? Without the practical. It, without the practical. Mm-hmm. And we cannot be in God's grace without the spiritual. So we have to be able to help each other hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, if you want to join this discussion or ask uh, Pastor Anderson any questions, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548. I want to touch on one other thing you just said, though. Yes, sir. Because this is, you know, my story is not exactly the same. But all my life, I was chasing something, and I couldn't fill it. Mm. And I never filled it until I truly invited Jesus Christ into my heart. And so what you said about getting them out, they have that yearning. They haven't, mm-hmm. they've been 15 years, and they know that they're, they're, you know, they face these challenges. They can't find mm-hmm. a place to live. They can't, mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hire them, everything else. So they, so they fill it with what they know, which is drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. to give them, to numb them, whatever. But I'm telling you, folks, there's a much better way to fill it, and that is with Jesus Christ in your heart. Exactly. And that's what you're talking about, Amen. get them plugged Amen. into a Bible-based system. So that, that, that's that's so awesome. So you you started this 501c3 by yourself down in, in Channel View, you said? In Channel View. It yeah. was called Epiphany Life Change. And where where did you go from there? So uh, from there, I ended up going into heart failure. 
and wow. when I went into heart failure, I watched Epiphany kind of dwindle down to nothing uh, because I was not there to to maintain and do the things that I needed to do. And and then I was introduced to Crosswalk by a wonderful man of God called Ricky Bradshaw. Um, and uh, he he said, Charles, there's a lady that I want you to meet. Uh, and so he set up a meeting for me to meet the ED of Crosswalk Center, Kathy Vosberg. And uh, it was just an instant connection between her and I. And uh, we are brother and sisters from different mothers is what we call ourselves. <laughs> um, but uh, we watched uh, uh, God just do miraculous thing after miraculous thing as we at Crosswalk begin to grow. And so initially I was just uh, uh, leasing space downstairs in their building. And over a period of time, uh, Kathy put me in front of the board of Crosswalk and and the board finally came to me and said, hey, Charles, we want to do one or two things. Uh, either we can help you expand what you're doing in Epiphany or you can join the Crosswalk team and head our housing and program department. And so I chose the latter. And, hey, it was a connection made in heaven. Uh, um, um, we have a wonderful, wonderful board of directors that are very active in what we do. And uh, uh, it just works out. Kathy is strong where I am weak and I'm strong where she is week and and it just works out really really great that is awesome so you're now the housing director for i'm now the program and housing director for crosswalk center and and how long have you been doing that uh for them uh this is my third year uh in 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 that uh official capacity but i was there a year and a half prior to that unofficially in the building and Mm -hmm. so uh 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 and how much? How, what type of housing do y'all provide for people that, that are getting out of prison? So we we provide uh, interim housing. Um, uh, 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 we we don't call them a halfway housing. We call them uh, discipleship housing. Amen. Um, because that that's what goes on in our houses, discipleship, and uh, we 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 help them try to learn how to live their faith out in the free world. Uh, and, and this is why. Most of the times, guys who give their life to Christ inside uh, the penitentiary, their their salvation is in an incubator. And so they, they, they have years of salvation under their belt, but none of that's been tested by freedom. Yeah. And so when they get out and they started, their faith starts to be tested in their freedom and they make mistakes, we as a society automatically say, oh, that was jailhouse religion. But but it wasn't. What happened was you and I, uh, as we grew in our faith and made mistakes, we did that in the free world where we were tempted on every hand. Well, they didn't have those temptations. And so when they get out, now they're beginning to be tempted and they make mistakes in their growth. And, and society wants to write them off there. But that's not the time to write them off. That's the time where they need the most. And so one of the things that we do at Crosswalk is we give every man a coach, a re-entry coach. And so that coach meets them on the inside and then walks with them as they transition. And so as they begin to make mistakes, uh, that coach is there because they've built relationship to help navigate them through that process. That's wonderful. You know, one of my favorite verses in the, in the Bible is Isaiah 61.1. 1. 
spirit of the sovereign Lord is on, Lord is on me mm-hmm. because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about prisoners and how we're to treat. Jesus said you came. One of the things he says, you came to visit me in jail. You clothed me when I was mm-hmm. naked. That's one of the things he looks at us. Are we truly w- walking the Christian walk? Are we doing what Jesus wants us to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to go back a little bit because you said some things earlier about just how difficult it is for people getting out of prison. You know, to find some place to live, to find somebody that will hire them and give them a second chance. And what you just said about, you know, they get tempted and they're not mature in their mm-hmm. walk and they make a mistake. Man, we are quick to put them back in the system, man. Yes, yeah. sir, yes, you know? and, and, well, that's the easiest thing to do from our standpoint mm-hmm. out of fear. Yeah. Everything's out of fear. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we have a fear of confronting the devil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's easy just to cast people back to him mm-hmm. rather than try and reach out and, and take them back. You know, fear that, Tony, that's wonderful that you picked up on that because I, I just happened to pick up some uh, things this morning. Just I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't even know why I brought it with me, but fear is not from God. Mm-hmm. That, but that's what our society is. is yeah. we are for, and the truth of the matter is, just for, let's just back up for a minute. We've been talking about the practical and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of money incarcerating people, we do. you know, we do. and and you know just uh, sending them back through the system and and condemning them almost to a, a, you got to take personal responsibility, but but making it very difficult for them not to return to a life of crime is not doing any of us any good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, in fact, we as a, we've pride ourselves on being a free nation, and we are, but but I think we incarcerate more people than any any society in the world, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. So. Well, well, if you walk it down, we in the United States incarcerate more people than any place in the world. Texas incarcerates more people than any other state. Houston incarcerates more people than any other county in Texas. So the greatest place of incarceration is right here in Houston, Texas. And uh, I don't know the exact percentage. But an overwhelming majority of that has some relationship to drugs and alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So, you know, that's what the enemy wants, folks. He wants you to to get you under the bondage of addiction. He wants you to think that there's no hope for you. He wants you to think that that God doesn't love you anymore. He wants you to think that you've done too much to ever be forgiven. And those are all lies from the pit of hell. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why we're, we're so blessed to have this microphone to be able to tell people out there that you don't have to live like that, that there is hope, that, you know, the further down you've gone, the greater testimony you have. When you've turned people's lives around to, that have been through prison and committed some some things, they're just human beings. You know, Amen. they made a, even a very serious mistake. But Jesus turned to the, to the thief next to him and said, brother, I'll see you today in paradise. And that's the God that we serve. And that's, uh, you know, the kingdom work that you do. Um, so let's start, because like you said, you said something so key earlier, is that they're never going to trust you through the difficult times on the outside unless you start with them, uh, you build a relationship when they're in prison. So uh, tell tell us about that. How does that work? So we have a 40-week uh, program called Stepping Out, where we go in and we teach discipleship, but from the aspect of living in the free world. Uh, there's a, a lot of organizations that go in and teach Bible study and things like that, but it's not practical from mm-hmm. how do you apply that mm-hmm. 
in the real world. So our 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 stepping out program is forty weeks long, and this is why uh, you can fake it for a couple of weeks, but for forty weeks you coming faithfully, you doing your homework. Uh, you doing the things that's necessary really shows us that you really want to change and you want a second chance uh, at life when you get out. And so we develop uh, that 40 week uh, process. Uh, a great man of God uh, that lives here locally uh, wrote the curriculum for our stepping out. And um, uh, it's just been God sent. His name is Jim Stern. He's the pastor of Core Church here in uh, Houston, Texas. We're going to have to get him on. <laughs> yeah, he'd love, he'd love to come on. Great man of God. He he wrote our curriculum. And it's funny how we got our curriculum. Uh, Kathy and I uh, had embarked on writing curriculum for ourselves. And, and, and uh, we had somebody that was living in California uh, said she had these three books. And for some reason, God told her to give those three books to, to Kathy. And we got the books. Kathy gave the books to me, and I started going through them. I said, hey, we can stop writing. This curriculum is already done. And so we we tried to research the author and found out that the author was local. That's so cool. Called him out, and and now that author is a part of our board of directors. God is good. God is is awesome. He's always working where we're not. I got to tell you that a lot of what we're talking about here is reminding me about my years in recovery and how many times I've seen – People that come straight out of prison that start going to meetings, and this is church and secular. They go mm-hmm. to church. You know? mm-hmm. The number one thing that they're looking for is a comfortable place to walk in. Mm-hmm. And then I think immediately about how I, when I first got introduced to church, and I was never incarcerated in my life, mm-hmm. right? But I was coming out of a life of sin, let's just put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. And I needed a place to land. Mm-hmm. And when I walked into our church and I felt the welcoming nature of it, I, it was like I was naturally perceptive of it mm-hmm. and that prevented me from from running amen and, and i can see i've seen over the years dozens of people in fact one's coming back to my mind very strongly right now a guy had been in jail for 30 years for murder and he was only 58 mm. when he came out he didn't know what a cell phone was he didn't know what practically anything everything was totally different but the number one thing that he was looking for was a place for people to sit down and talk to and feel comfortable because the number one thing that made him want to act out was when he felt rejected, angry, depressed, sad, whatever. That's why it's so important. It's so admirable for what you're doing. And it's uh, it may not directly have to do with someone getting sober, but I guarantee it has indirectly something to do with oh, somebody who's been oh. involved in drugs and alcohol before. And, and most definitely. So they're, they're looking for the same thing of what I'm talking about. Yeah, most definitely. And, and a selfless plug-in that we are always looking for coaches. And we're looking to coaches for just that practical thing. Uh, we get guys that's never seen a cell phone. We get guys that, that don't never had a bank account, has never mm-hmm. paid a bill in their life. Uh, guys that never had a real job don't mm-hmm. understand what's taken out of their check when they get that first check. And they look at it and say, hey, I'm being robbed. I'm, I'm, <laughs> they, they, you, you know, guys that just don't know how to navigate life. And understand this. Uh, when they got incarcerated, they didn't know how to navigate life. When they when they went to penitentiary, they didn't teach them how to navigate life. They taught them how to navigate the penitentiary. Yeah. Uh, after learning how to navigate the penitentiary, and they get out. They still don't know how to navigate life, right. and so they need someone to walk alongside before they go back them to what's familiar. Before they go back right. to what's yeah. to walk alongside them and show genuine love. And if that relationship is started on the inside. 
then right. it can be carried on on the outside. And when situations happen, you'll be there. Let me give you a, a case in point. We're going to we'll hold that thought because okay. we're going to go into a break here. Okay. And if you want to join the – but remember that thought because mm-hmm. this is great stuff. And, folks, this is what a church is supposed to do is, is we're supposed to welcome people. The head love. start on the Great Commission. Yeah. yeah. So you can join us at 1-800-808-5548. We're having a great conversation with Pastor Charles Anderson. We'll be right back in three minutes. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston here with my co-host Tony B. And we are having the honor and the privilege today of interviewing Pastor Charles Anderson with Crosswalk. And uh, they are a wonderful ministry that's doing 
kingdom work out there, which is reintegrating prisoners into society. Going into prisons, uh, just to summarize what we've talked about, they go into prisons. Uh, they have a 40-week program. There's something magical about that number 40. It's a wonderful <laughs> number in the Bible. So uh, they go into prisons. They, they get to know these people. They prepare them for discipleship afterwards. They help them with housing, help them with jobs when they come out, and just help them reintroduce them into productive members of society, which is what our prison system should be about and also often fails. So if you want to join the program, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. I had to interrupt you, Pastor, uh, right before the break, and you were in the middle of making a point, and I apologize for that, but why don't you continue, sir? No, not at all. I'll pick up. And so I, I was just going to give an illustration of a hit a guy that came out of incarceration. He was incarcerated for over 30 years. Uh, he came out, and when he came out, they put him on uh, high uh, 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 supervision and put him on a GPS monitor. On that GPS monitor, uh, all he wanted to do is go to church. But he had to get permission from his parole officer to go to church, and he had to know two weeks in advance everything that he was going to do. Well, he calls me up one day out of frustration, and he says, Pastor Anderson, I am going to cut this GPS monitor off, and I'm going to go to church, and then I'm going to go to church every time I can go until they pick me up, and then I'm going to go back home, (laughs) and I'm going to go to church every Sunday. And I said, hey, I said, Doc, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I said, I know at least 25 other guys that are at the last unit that you was that would love to be in your position right now. So I swung by the chicken place, because he couldn't leave. He was on GPS monitor, and I went over, and I sat, and I talked to him. Uh, When I talked to him, we talked him down from cutting that GPS monitor off. The very next time he went to parole, they gave him permission to go to church, and then he ended up being a deacon in his church. That Uh, that much patience provided him with ultimate. And and that somebody there to talk to him. And that's that's the thing that I wanted to talk to you about, how vital our coaches are. It's The relationship that they built in that moment right there when they're about to make a bad decision, that they trust you, they call you, and you can talk them off that ledge and let them understand that this is all a part of the process. and, And them understanding that it was a part of the process and being genuine. That, that's worth his weight in gold. And just letting them help them with practical things. You'd be surprised what they just don't know how to do. Let's take this call. We've got a call on line one. Uh, we've got a call from Lana. Lana, how are you today? I'm good. How are y'all today? We are doing wonderful. So you have a question for Pastor Anderson? Sure. Uh, hey, Pastor. Um, how do you get involved with Crosswalk and, and become a coach? So if you want to get involved with us, you can do one of two things. You can go online to crosswalkcenter.org and and engage us there, or you can come by our building and see our wonderful uh, volunteer coordinator, Ms. Kawanya Tende. The address on our uh, headquarters is 2103 North Main, 2103 North Main, and that zip is 77009. Wonderful. That would be great. Uh, So do y'all do female, males? How does that all work? Uh, we primarily do male, but we do female uh, also. We have a female director uh, who kind of does what I do, and she's doing it on a part-time basis as we build that. 
because it takes so much more to deal with females than it does to take with males. It's so oh, much. It's so. What much are you m- trying to say there, Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I couldn't leave that one alone. That was right by the net. <laughs> and, 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 and and so, but 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 what we're realizing is that there is a great need, and we're getting a lot of yeah. traction and calls and people saying, "Hey, what are y'all doing for the female population?" And so we just believe that God will open up the door yes. for everything that we need to do uh, for both males and females when he's ready. One of the things that I think that we pride ourselves in at Crosswalk is listening for the voice of God when he wants us to move and expand. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and because so many organizations jump into things in the wrong time, and they smoke themselves the, out. Yeah, that's yeah. the great thing to do, but it's the wrong time. Try to do too much at once, and 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 trying to bite off more than they can handle at right. one time. And so, as we develop, because we're only four years old, mm. uh, uh, but some great things have have happened for us in in those four years. Uh, 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 we've already won the governor's award award for uh, 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 reintegration. We won that war, award two years ago, and and so God has done great things and given us great favor, uh, even. Even with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice as we transition through. So Lana can get in on the ground floor then is what you're saying. She can. She can get in on the ground floor. How's that sound, Lana? Sounds like a great deal. All right. Go ahead, Do you have any stories? I mean, you can tell about a coach and and, and what what that's like to do. I can. Uh, 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 What we expect from our coaches is we ask them uh, that they would meet uh, with with the coachee at least once a week for an hour. But now COVID is putting some stress on that, but we're being flexible. And so now they're able to do that meeting by Zoom. All of our houses have Zoom capacity. Uh, they have Zoom capacity on on their phones. So we ask them to meet once a week and, and just go over what you're going to do for the upcoming week. I mean, simple things of, of having a plan. You've got to understand that uh, uh, these guys are used to a, a regu- regimented life where they're told, when to get up, when to go to sleep, when to eat, everything uh, their whole life. I'll give you an example. We try to take guys and we try to have our coaches take men to their first meal when they get out and say, man, any restaurant you want to go to, we'll go to. And what we find is you'll go to the restaurant and there's so many different choices wow. that the guys just get the palsy. They don't know what to do. They, they're confused. And so we, we train our coaches that you order first. And you'll find that after you order, that individual will say, I'm just going to have what you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so you, you, you make that process awesome. easy for them because if you let them go first, you put them in a position of making decisions that they're not accustomed to making and perhaps embarrassing them in the, mm. in the process of that. And so uh, we, we train our coaches. And so we don't just connect people uh, for, for, to connect them. We actually have a systematic process where we come in and we train train our coaches on, on what to do and what not to do. We we Because there are definitely some do's and don'ts that go along with, with coaching a person that's coming out of incarceration. Right. Mm-hmm. Lana, it's wonderful that you joined the program today. Do you have any other questions for Pastor Anderson? No, that sounds great. God bless all of y'all. Well, thank you, Lana. Thank you, 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 thank you so much you for your call. In because uh, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life, and, and God's uh, got a mighty purpose you for you. You sound there. like a natural. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. You, the great thank questions. You. Thank you. You know, you mentioned that you're only four years old, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that, you know, 
you mentioned you don't want to take on too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a business major as well as a lawyer (laughs) undergrad, and the number one cause of business failure in the United States Mm -hmm. is expanding too fast. Mm -hmm. So you you got to do what you do and do it well. And Mm -hmm. I've got some statistics here from your website, Mm -hmm. and it looks like you guys are doing pretty well. 490 individuals in stepping out character and discipleship pre-release class, uh, 24 clients now living in transformational discipleships home, 57 total discipleships home clients to date. I mean, these are just incredible statistics for an organization that's four years old. Yeah, and that, God has blessed us. We actually, uh, we're actually just opened up our third facility to raise our capacity from that 24 to add another 12 uh, uh, bed capacity and yesterday uh, even in the midst of that I looked at another property and we put in an offer on that property and I think that if, if it's what God wants us to do we'll we'll have another 12 man capacity so God is really opening up doors for us. Praise the Lord. It takes money to do these things. It takes you, money are, to do are, everything. Are you guys having a, a, fun, a fundraiser you told me about? We're, we're definitely so right now we have an organization that have uh, decided to give us a $45,000 matching grant. So whatever you give to Crosswalk Center, it will be doubled up to wow. $45,000. Wow, and cool. so uh, all you have to do is go to our website, crosswalkcenter.org, and follow the tab for donation, and that $45,000 uh, uh, matching grant challenge is there. People, I hope that God puts on your heart to help this organization. They are really doing kingdom work. Uh, they're doing what, what we ought to be doing as a church, as a, as a church body. And, and that is, you know, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And these are human beings that have made some mistake. It probably relates in some way, fashion, to drugs and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten themselves in a situation. And it's up to all of us to help them get out. I mean, who is our neighbor? They are our neighbors. When we are to love and help our neighbors, that's what the Bible calls us to do. So that's Crosswalk Center Center. dot org. Uh, there's a donate button and whatever organization this is that's matching you praise the lord for them that, that that that's wonderful uh, let's go back because I, I I just find this fascinating and and uh, let's talk about because I think this is where the where it starts is about when they're in the prisons mm-hmm. what what prisons do y'all go into Oh uh, Lord have mercy so uh, right now we're at at nine prisons well we're not anywhere right now because kind of, you know, of COVID has yeah. uh, caused us not to be able to get into the prisons uh, right now but we we're mostly uh, at the prisons in this region this is region three of Texas Department of Criminal Justice region. And so we're mostly in this region with exceptions that there are a couple of uh, prisons in region one that we also go to, which is the Huntsville region. Uh, and and the reason that we we, we try to, to to be here in Region 3 mostly because this is where all of our help is. Sure. Uh, and this is where our base is, and this is where it's easiest for us to find volunteers to go in and help us because this is close to where they are. And uh, uh, in the midst of that, uh, we have some great churches that also help us along with that. We partner with churches, and that's kind of our, uh, our process. And so if you're a pastor of a church and you've been trying to get your prison ministry started, please contact us. We're always looking for different pastors uh, and churches to get involved. And this is what we look for. We look for churches that want our men, not that'll take them. 
Mm. See, see, one of the things, because we as Christians, we have to love everybody, but that don't mean we want everybody. Yeah. And so, so what happens is guys get out, and the Sunday that they show up to church is the Sunday that the prison ministry's out. And they sit down and they're tatted from head to toe. And then the old lady on the bench clutches her purse a little bit. <laughs> or they're, they're, they're looking funny yeah. at him. And the guy feels so hurt that he doesn't want to go back to church. Go back. And so we're looking for churches that not only uh, uh, will let them in because they have to, but want them in and want to make them a part of what they do. And if you're that pastor or you're over the prison ministry at that church uh, or just looking to start one, get in contact with us and we will help you through all the processes of doing that. That's awesome. Well, you just found two churches, two more churches to add yeah. to your list, and that's mm-hmm. New Covenant Church in Humble and the church that I pastor, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had more and, than and, one and, face-painted and, guy. At, at, at <laughs> and, and we love them. In fact, uh, we've had them uh, on this show so, yeah. but because we believe, and we, we don't believe, we know that God can transform anybody's that's life. That's right. All they got to do is be willing. You know, you mentioned something earlier, you're, you're Zoom-equipped. These guys don't know how to turn on a computer. And how can you function <laughs> today's society if you don't know you know many of them that have been in for a while and so that's the great thing that we do when i say crosswalk is holistic we're holistic we have uh, classes on how to buy a car we have classes on on how to use the computer we we have our coaches teach our guys how to use a cell phone and, and and how to open up a bank account all the practical things they need to know that's the function of our coaches mm-hmm. our coaches go in and, and and they teach them all those things uh, uh because here's the reality of it is uh Unless someone loves them enough to get their hands dirty, they're going to recidivate. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and so we need to get involved in helping them transition into society because this is what I've learned. When you transition them into society and stabilize them, they are a force for the gospel. Because right. they'll go places that we're afraid to go now. Right. They'll talk to people that we're afraid to talk to now. We just have to stabilize them first. I think the biggest mistake that ministries make is they go inside and learn these guys and they put them to work before they stabilize themselves. Mm-hmm. But if you stabilize them first, they are great. Uh, if you go onto our website, there's a couple of videos, but there's a video and it's the story of James. And, and, and I recommend anybody looking at James came to us he was a part of a hate group the Aryan Circle that's funny huh this guy that's a part of the Aryan Circle is falling in love with this pastor that's African American only God could do those types of things God can do anything <laughs> but, but, but James came to us James went to welding school uh, while he was a part of our process, got his welding uh, certificate, got a job the same day that he got his welding certificate. Uh, but this is the great thing about it. When James came to us, his whole head was tattooed mm. with all the hate uh, paraphernalia, where a church uh, decided that when he graduated the program, they would pay for all of his tattoos to be removed. Wow. Uh, but but that's not the, the greatest thing. The greatest thing is when he graduated, he chose not to get the tattoos removed, but he had the word forgiven tattooed in blood over the back of his head. Wow. And so now everybody that asks him, What's that about? He gets a chance to share his testimony of how God taught him, took him from hate 
to love and now is using him in the kingdom. Now he's back at home. He's graduated our program. He's back at home in Austin and he's doing great things in the kingdom of God. That is That's really what cool. we, we, we work for. That is wonderful. You know, I said earlier, I said, the further down you've fallen, we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. The further down you fall in the greater testimony, the greater God can live you. James is an example of mm-hmm. that can use you, you know, that because to, to, James can talk to people you and I could never talk to. Yes, sir. You know, so absolutely that, that, that is so remarkable. I mean, that, that's just that, you know, it, that, that, that little story right there was worth this whole program, but mm-hmm. it, it's all been wonderful. But you know, folks, I, I hope you'll, Either call and join the program, but more importantly, I hope you'll contribute to Crosswalk. They're having a wonderful fundraiser right now. An organization has decided that they'll match $45,000 in gifts. You can go to Crosswalk. Crosswalk, tell me the Crosswalk whole Center. I keep forgetting org. the center. Crosswalk Center.org. Center. Org and, and hit the donate button and 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 uh, really help transform people's lives. You know, I know I liked what you said in your biography. Uh, Pastor, you said uh, his obedient servanthood to those still incarcerated is that people have eternal value. They can then can proclaim the gospel in word and deed if disciple and taught, equipping them to be useful in serving God through serving others. You know, that's what we find in the recovery community as well is when you give people a sense of purpose and they begin to help others. That's when their lives begin to change. Do we got time for just a quick testimony? Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what happened two weekends ago. Uh, Two weekends ago, I get a text from one of the guys at my house uh, that's living there. And he says that one of the guys in the community where our our facility is lost his job and was really uh, depressed and doing bad. And so the guys in our facility Now, these are guys just coming out of incarceration. They took up an offering uh, and went and went grocery shopping for this guy in our community and delivered the groceries to this 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 gentleman's house. And it changed his perspective. They said his eyes lit up. But beyond that, the guys who contribute. Change their perspective. Amen. Uh, 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 And so I'm just excited because I'm excited because they're learning. Yeah. They're learning. One of the things that we're seeing happen in our facilities now is that guys that are already there are starting to take responsibility for guys that are coming. And they're doing things like when they get there, taking them to the store and buying them clothes, mm-hmm. buying cell phones for them and, and getting them started on cell phone plans because they know they need communication. Just getting on the bus and showing them how to get around. That's 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 worth this weight in gold that the guys that's in the facility will begin to accept the facility as home and take it upon themselves to be responsible to help uh, transition another guy into their facility, mm. in, into re- reentry. Well, you know, the Bible calls us to be Christ-like. Mm. You know, it calls us, and, and wh- who was Christ? He was a servant. Yes, yes, You know, yes. And, and, and when we begin to, and we'll never do it perfectly, obviously, but when we begin to, to take that as our daily challenge, is to be Christ-like and to go out and help others and to serve somebody, man, that's when life really changes. And you guys are doing incredible work changing people's lives at, at, at Crosswalk. 
So uh, let's describe a little bit more. Okay, they go through the 40-week discipleship mm-hmm. program long enough to prove that they really mean it. They're mm-hmm. not just not trying to get out of prison chores or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, or boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so what? where do you pick them up? What, where so what happens at that point, when they get a positive parole vote, uh, because one of the things about Texas is uh, they could go up for parole multiple times and not make parole. So when they get a positive <laughs> parole vote, then they contact us. And it's at that point, if they choose to to reenter with crosswalk and they need housing as their barrier, then then I, I hold a house for them, sent them a hold them a, a, a bed for them, send them an acceptance letter, and so then we hold a bed for them to get out. But even if they don't choose to use us for housing, we have other things. We have New Horizon uh, uh, Work Solutions. That is the job uh, part of this. Uh, uh, the owner of that organization, the, uh, uh, Tom Harris, is doing a wonderful job of trying to find jobs for men and women do, that were formerly incarcerated. He's an advocate uh, for them, and he exclusively uh, working with that demographic. He, he offices in our building at Crosswalk, and uh, even if you uh, are not, don't know of Crosswalk, but if you are uh, formerly incarcerated and you're having a hard time finding a job, contact us at Crosswalk Center. Uh, come to our building. New Horizon is there, uh, uh, and, and he will help you find a job. Man, that is tremendous. Uh, and then from there, they come to uh, uh, our house. And so this is the oil and gas industry. So we use everything in oil and gas term. And so what we really do is we have what's called upstream, midstream, and downstream. And so upstream is everything we do inside the penitentiary. That is our 40-week curriculum. Then midstream is things that emanate from our headquarters uh, there at 2103 South Main, uh, North Main, I'm sorry, our headquarters there. And that's just getting them signed up for their food stamps, getting them signed up for uh, for Medicare, uh, uh, connecting them to, to finding out if they have ID uh, problems and, and getting them clothing. And, and we have a, a partner that'll give them 80 pounds of fresh food until we can get their, 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 their uh, uh, food stamps started. And so Everything that we do, we try to do it holistically. And then, and then downstream is everything that, that emanates from our uh, discipleship homes. And so we just walk them through the process completely uh, from inside to out. It's seamlessly. So if somebody's got a loved one right now that's incarcerated and they want to get plugged into the program, uh, how do they tell their loved one to, to, to inquire or to sign up to for the discipleship program. Well, the first thing they need to do if they're incarcerated themselves and they want to get plugged into us, go see their unit chaplain. And if they do not have a, a crosswalk and stepping out program on their unit, let that chaplain contact us and we'll see about getting uh, our program on that unit. Uh, uh, and 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 once we get on that unit, we'll work through the process. But we, we also have partners. We are partners with Kairos Ministries. We're partners with Jubilee Ministry, uh, Restorative Judges Mentor uh, Association. And so if you're somewhere where we cannot get, but you already have an active ministry, uh, 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 then contact us and we'll see about partnering. We have a number of partners where when they're involved in that, then that gives them access to our resources. Pastor, it's been so wonderful having you here today. So, you know, this is uh, 
God's always got a, a plan for you. He's always got an opportunity for you. You've got to have your eyes open. So if you're out there, uh, you're under the bondage of addiction, or you know someone that is, uh, you can contact us at this radio program. You can go to our Facebook page, Recovery Radio Houston. We've got recovery resources on there. You can also uh, send us a message on Facebook or send us a message at recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com, and we'll help you find the hope, help you need. Tony, if somebody wants to plug into our podcast, what do they do? The podcast, once again, uh, just go search for Recovery Radio Houston podcast. Plug in, subscribe, go to kkht.com and uh, look for the podcast uh, selection under programs. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's the way you can keep us with you. And we'll automatically update each week into your phone memory. Next week, I'll be here by myself. Tony yes, will be will. with me. I'll have Tommy Thompson of the Open Door Mission here with me to transforming lives in, uh, in the homeless community. And that's what God wants to do. Remember, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Great show today, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor, Thank you so, very much. so much. Thank awesome you so stuff. much for having me. God bless, God bless you. you. I'll be with us next week at 4 o'clock. Recovery Radio Houston, signing off.